0: in touch with
1: technology with TechStuff from HowStuffWorks.com.
0: Hey there and welcome to TechStuff. I'm your host, Jonathan Strickland. Today, ladies and gentlemen, I have a real treat for you. I have Luria Petrucci on the line with me. Luria is a friend of mine. We met at CES, I think, for the first time many years ago. And she, if you don't know who Luria is, I'm going to fix that right now because you need to. She's an important voice in technology and has been for years. She's a pioneer in the field of covering tech and explaining its significance and how it affects us. And she's an entrepreneur. She has done amazing things. Her story is phenomenal. You need to go and research her. Luria, welcome to the show.
1: Uh, welcome. And I think you might have taken it a little too far. I don't know if anybody can call me important.
0: Uh, I think <laughs> you are downplaying, you're downplaying the role. Luria, <laughs> let me, let me put it to you this way. This is absolutely true. I'm not blowing smoke. I'm not, I'm not, you know, flattering you. This is absolutely the truth. Before I worked at howstuffworks.com, as I was getting into that, uh, I was following all sorts of tech stories and there were There were really uh, only a couple of, of outlets that I regularly went to and I would follow your work and I followed CNET. Those were the two. So like Buzz Out Loud, wow. that group, that's who I followed. So Tom Merritt, Molly Wood, Jason Howell, uh, Veronica Belmont. Those were the folks I were following over at CNET at the time. And then I was following you. And that was wow. before I had made even it. I've podcasting. I finally made it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I rem- actually, you know what? The very first time I met you may have been at a South by Southwest. And it just really impressed me because you were you just came right up to me and started chatting with me. And that's when I was like, hey, I made it because because <laughs> I've got. Talking to me. And now I've got you on the show. And and Luria, we, we well, were chatting. Thank you for having me. Of course. And we were chatting before about, you know, what would we like to cover? And you you pitched an idea to me, this idea of how technology can be a tool for us to not shut the world off which is the way I think a lot of people portray tech, right? They say that mm-hmm. our personal gadgets have, have made us focus on the screens of our phones and ignore everything else, but rather how there are certain types of technology, whether it's actual gadgets or applications that encourage us to go out and explore the world, to be part of the world. And uh, I think that's a really valuable narrative because it's so in opposition to the accepted truth that if you are into tech, you hide yourself away in the basement and you surround yourself with all your gadgets and you, you don't have any interactions with the quote unquote real world. And, uh, so we're gonna explore that today. And, um.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, this comes from my, my recent obsession with trying to get out into the world and, and I've, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I sit behind my computer. I get involved in my tech. I have for 11 years of doing tech shows online and I moved to the Pacific Northwest, uh, two years ago, sorry, a year ago. And, um, I, I just became so like, oh my God, I'm I'm in the Pacific Northwest. It's this amazing place, mm-hmm. gorgeous, hikes everywhere, mountains, oceans, rivers, like everything is around here. And I'm sitting in front of my computer. Yeah. <laughs> like, what am I doing? This doesn't make any sense. And I love the outdoors and I love to go on hikes, but I don't do it enough. So I started looking at ways of getting um, out from my computer and taking technology, which I still love. And getting it out, getting, um, exploring the world, taking in the world around us. And I've been encouraging our audience to do the same with a weekly show about it. And so, yeah, it's just been, uh, it's been an obsession of mine because I think we often do spend too much behind time behind the computers. But you're right. Like technology can be something that allows us to do more out and about.
0: Yeah, I one of my earliest episodes of tech stuff. Uh, we published it on January nineteenth, two thousand nine. So this wasn't even a full year of tech stuff yet. We started in, t- in the summer of two thousand eight. In two thousand nine, we published an episode, uh, and we were specifically looking at geocaching. It was actually called GPS games people play. And uh, for those who don't remember, I, I don't. I don't judge you. It has been something like seven hundred and fifty episodes since then, so I get it. But uh ge- <laughs> geocaching came the the idea came from people who are already enthusiasts about GPS receivers. And if you're of a young age, you may not be aware that GPS receivers, when they first came out to the consumer market, were not terribly useful. One, they were not in your phone. And two, the devices you would get were expensive, and three, they were not terribly accurate on purpose. The U.S. government had restrictions on how accurate a GPS receiver could be to within something like, you know, a 100 meters, so that you could not use them for what we use them today, and the purpose of that was to preserve national security. But over the years, those restrictions were lifted, and people who were really uh, enthusiasts, like the early adopters of GPS receivers, came up with this idea: What if we were to pl- make a game of it? And I created like a little, a little cache, a little box filled with tiny, you know, goodies, uh, usually some sort of like trinkets, uh, keychains, that kind of stuff. I hid it. I noted the coordinates and I listed the coordinates on a website, and other people could see what the coordinates were plug it into their GPS receiver, and use that to guide themselves to the location where I hit it. Now, you've already got gamification in there. You know, it's a treasure hunt, which I think 99% of the humans out there love a treasure hunt of some sort, right? So you, I know I do. Yeah, you tap right into that primal desire, like the idea of seeking <laughs> and finding something. There's something really compelling about that. And you add the technology to it. And then on top of it, the people who started doing this began to go to places that they thought were really inspiring or beautiful or something that a person should really experience. And they would hide the treasure box there. And that way it became not just a treasure hunt, but a discovery. You would go to a place you had not been before and you would see something that someone else had found impactful for one reason or another and i found that story so compelling so interesting that that my co-host and i did a full episode on it and we have followed it up a couple of times since then uh but that was the first time i really thought about using technology almost in a in a tangential way to get out there and explore the world and uh, yeah. uh I want to hear some of the the things that you have encountered in your experiences of covering this particular topic.
1: Okay, and, and now from geocaching we have Pokemon Go, but I'm not going to mention Pokemon Go at all in this episode because Pokemon Go just is way over talked about, and I don't think we should mention Pokemon Go at all. <laughs> this, Do you agree? This is
0: this is fair because I think I think at the, when we first started talking about this, I said let's not talk about Pokemon Go. I did a full <laughs> episode of Pokemon Go, and it published probably about two weeks too late. <laughs>
1: Oh no! Because
0: <laughs> cause we're past we're past that peak. That 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 game is now on the downslope. I mean, there's still people who really play it, but. The, I, would, I, would, I
1: have a friend who still really plays it, a, like all I, oh, I have a friend who just
0: posted. She said, I got to level thirty, but I wasn't happy with the choices I made, so I started over. I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh
1: my god.
0: I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't I don't have any, I never hit level twenty. I gave up before then. So uh so let's talk about some. My of friend them.
1: actually okay. No 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 no, no. I want to hear your friend. No, she actually started to uh she changed her phone so that she didn't have to use her boyfriend's phone in order to play the game. <laughs>
0: like, right. When you when you're making went, when you're making hardware decisions that that tells oh. you that is that's is the definition of the killer app, right? Because if you make an app right. that is so compelling people go out to buy the hardware so they can put the app on the hardware, you've struck gold. <laughs> even if you it, have. even if it's only for like a month and a half, you've struck gold. <laughs>
1: But we are not going to be talking about Pokemon Go on this episode. No. All right. So let's talk about some other stuff. Sure. (laughs) Um, first and foremost, now this has, uh, just come out recently. The DJI Osmo Mobile. Um, this is a wonderful gadget that I, that we've fallen in love with around here. Uh, do you know what it is?
0: No. This is, did you see this yet? I I know what DJI does, but I want to hear more about this.
1: So DJI is, of course, the drone company. Yeah. Um, and they came out with a little gimbal, a handheld gimbal. <sighs> so it's like a steady cam. It is. Um, so it's like just a little, you know, handheld selfie stick. If you, th- if you think about that, except it doesn't extend to be like a selfie stick, mm-hmm. but it's just a, it's a, it's a handheld gimbal. Um, you put your phone in it and it, uh, keeps your video stable. So, Basically, like, if, it, it can do so much. It's, it's pretty, pretty incredible. So you take it and you've got a steady cam on the go for all of the photos and the video, well, all the video that you're recording. And, uh, it will track you through, like, you can set it to track somebody. So, uh, set it to go. And as somebody moves around or as you move around, you uh, can can keep the video stable, not only stable, but also keep track of the person that you're trying to shoot. Oh, wow. So um, it's got
0: like not it's not just a it's not just a, a dumb gimbal. It actually has uh, some some motorization so that it can it can stay exactly. keyed in on a specific person. That is really cool.
1: It is brilliant. Now, at first, when I unpacked it, I was uh, a little disappointed because they don't include like they don't include all the parts, so you have to kind of like piecemeal it together on the, and through the order process, which we didn't understand at first. <laughs> uh, so, so like if so, you have
0: if you have one phone versus another, you might have to order different pieces.
1: It's the power adapter. Oh, so if you can, you can actually charge it. Um, so it comes, you know, with, with the one battery that goes inside of it, you can charge it through, um, just a, a cable. But, uh, if you get an extra battery pack and you get the charging station, the power adapter for the charging station doesn't come with it, which I found really odd. Yeah. Um, That's just stupid in my opinion, but, uh, they, anyway, so you have to piecemeal that together. So I was a little like, oh, come on, DJI, come on. (laughs)
0: It it sounds Um, (laughs) sounds like they were taking a note from the, uh, the Japanese smartphone market where everything has been standardized. So you never get a charging cord when you buy a smartphone in Japan, because since all the cords fit all the phones, they think, well, once you buy a charging kit for one phone, It's good for all of them. So therefore, it never comes with the hardware anymore. Uh, But but that's not the world we live in.
1: (laughs) That is not the world we live in. And to to make it worse, so if you have a DJI... Phantom Four, or a, you know, a drone, mm. then you have a cable that will charge it. But it's a proprietary cable, <laughs>
0: so, so so you have to already be well inside the DJI ecosystem in order yes. to have. Yeah, mo- I think most of us yeah. don't have those just laying around in the cord drawer at home.
1: <laughs> no, luckily we did because we have a Phantom Four, but otherwise I would have been screwed. Yeah. No. <laughs> So just be aware of that and it does take a little bit of a process to get it set up. You know, these these motorized gimbals are not the super easiest to set up, so it's not like you're going to unpack it and go. Mm. Um so you do need to set aside like 15 minutes to get it set up. We did a blog post about how to do that just because it's a little bit weird. But um once you get it going, it's like the most brilliant thing in the world and we've been using it for everything. <laughs> So, I the, like you, steady cams have been traditionally a super expensive piece of equipment that takes a ton of practice, um, that not everybody has the skills to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this really puts it in your hand and it makes it, um, easy ish, you know, once you get it set up, <laughs> it makes it easy for everybody to have steady video on the go. So, I have really fallen in love with it. It's only two ninety nine, which is brilliant.
0: Yeah, especially yeah, when you if you were thinking like a two hundred ninety nine for a gimbal, but we're talking about one where with this tracking ability, it makes it fantastic. I mean, it means that you could actually shoot decent movies with a phone. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we've seen that get become more and more of a thing we've even seen some uh kind of experimental films that have been shot at least in part with phones this makes it even easier where if you're not like because it's it can be difficult when you're shooting with a phone just making sure that you've got everything in frame especially if you're using a forward-facing camera as opposed to the (laughs) rear-facing camera and having that that tracking ability is fantastic um yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean when it comes to developing that skill with Steadicam. We have a Steadicam, uh, set up here at work for, um, for, for small DSLR type cameras, not even a big camera type. Uh, and I, I there were so many days where the video crew, you would just see them walking around the office, swooping around, practicing their moves <laughs> because we had a yes. shoot coming up. Uh, it's very entertaining, but a little distracting when you're at work. Uh,
1: right. <laughs> well, that, that's great. And, yeah. For me, I got, I got doubly excited, not just from a gadget perspective and from a mobile perspective, but also because one of my other brands is I, I teach video and, and live streaming and that made it just incredibly easy for me to say, okay, just get this and you're good to go. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that was it, really cool. You can, you can skip all that other high tech stuff and, and all the, the, uh, the classes or training you would need and get something that can, uh, really get you up to speed pretty quickly once you get past that, that exactly. initial learning curve. Well, that's fantastic, and
1: all the shaky cam goes away in the world. Yeah, uh,
0: that I can't <laughs> wait for that. And also because because the way the mount is, uh, at least in all the pictures I'm looking at of this, it has uh, it has the phone already in portrait mode, which gets rid of the other issue that I have with all yes. the videos shot on phones.
1: Except except one of my team members actually found on DJI's website a picture of a mom. Uh, using this, this piece of equipment with it in portrait mode. And I was like, what? Why? Why? But yes, yeah, get, it get is, it landscape to be in landscape, landscape mode. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Where you, you get that nice, you get that nice, uh, horizontal wide and it, the way that we're used to watching videos on screens. Um, yeah. Uh, it's one of those things for where, where whenever I see apps that are designed to share video from phones, I get that almost all of them always start with a portrait only mode because that's how we tend to hold our phones. But let's get mm-hmm. past that as soon as possible, folks. All right. So what next?
1: All right. So All Trails app. Um, this is an app that I have been using for years mm-hmm. to find hikes around me. Um, this is, it's called All Trails, like, all the trails in the world um <laughs> but um it's a it's an app that is full because it's been around for so long it has a uh huge community of people flushing out all of the information mm. and giving reviews um tips for particular trails so when you go into the alltrails app you can just locate uh trails around you so um and this is this is a great way to get out. And if you need to have your phone on you at all times, you can use it while you're on the trail and get tips about what to look at or what to go exploring, you know, through, through the, throughout the trail. Mm-hmm. Um So people will tell you, you know, okay, you can, well, you can, when you can, you can filter by easy, moderate or hard. Um And people are very specific, like, okay, on this particular trail, if you don't exercise a lot, that's cool this is not This trail is not for you, you know, (laughs) like, sure. Um, and, and they're very, they, they give very good and accurate advice on this app. So I have loved this app for years. Um, I used it to find things like, even in when I, when I lived in Dallas, I didn't think I had many places to go outdoors. um, And this app told me about places that I never would have found out about otherwise without some major Googling. Um, so it was, it's a, it's a great app if you are a hiker or you want to just go explore some cool places around you that you probably don't know exist use this app. Um it's free, but they do have a pro version that gives you even more um and for I think it's 9.99.
0: And I saw you talking about this on a recent video over at geekslife.com mm-hmm. and it was great you were at a gorgeous hiking location. There was like a waterfall and all this kind of nice yes. stuff. Yeah, it was a, a fantastic way to showcase how the app can let you discover <laughs> places that you would not have known about otherwise. And uh you touched on something that I think is also really inspiring about this particular type of tech. Now, it's not the case with everything that falls into this category, but there are a lot of things – that uh you know a lot of the exploration style gadgets and technology that have depended, at least in part, if not primarily, on uh sort of the crowdsourcing of information. Mm-hmm. Geocaching is definitely that way. That's how it started. In fact, if it weren't for crowdsourcing, it wouldn't exist. Um, and so it not only does it reward you by giving you places to go and check out and see. It's always possible that if you uh, see something that isn't on one of these apps, that you have discovered something that is, in fact, a publicly <laughs> available trail and you're not trespassing. <laughs> not somebody's
1: backyard. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: then you can you can share it and increase the uh, the functionality and the value of that app and even perhaps lead someone else to discover that same mm-hmm. place that you've been, uh, it also makes me like. I over the summer I went to uh, Northern England. Um, actually, I went to all over the ah, British Isles. Jealous. It was fantastic. But one of the things that really struck me, and it I didn't even think about this as a cultural thing, uh, but in England there are walking trails all over the country. And the culture in England is that those walking trails are available for people to walk across, even if it crosses private land because the trail itself is uh, yeah. is protected. Um, but uh, so it means that you can walk from one shore of the UK to the other on some of these trails. Uh, and often it's a several days of hiking in order to do all of that. And that's, wow. it's a very different culture than what you find here in the United States, where obviously private property, we treat it very differently. And, uh, get
1: off my lawn. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I have been guilty of saying that, but I am old and I am allowed. <laughs> but, uh, it, yeah, it's, it's, this allows you to go and find those places where you are allowed to explore and to have those experiences. There's so many times where I would have liked to have had access to that uh, when I was traveling when I was younger, because I f- would find out later after having gone someplace like, oh, man, that that looks like that was right around the corner from where we were. Uh, th- for example, there was a, a trip I made with my wife to Kauai, beautiful place in Hawaii, one of the most gorgeous islands I've ever been on. And there's so many different waterfalls in Kauai. Uh, that you can hike to and go and see and trails that you can go to. And we went to maybe two and, and afterward <laughs> you, you then come across all these photos. You think, wow. Um, well, I mean, it's a reason to go back. Uh, but it's nice to have, uh, apps like this, uh, to, to really help you and guide you so that you don't miss those opportunities, whether they are the ones yeah. that are in your neighborhood or someplace that you're visiting.
1: Absolutely, yeah. You you hit it on the head. I, I usually talk about it in terms of where you live because we don't know what's uh, around us even. Yeah. Uh, but yes, when you're traveling, that's a that's a great use for it for sure.
0: All right. So we've got we've got our our motorized gimbal. We've got our app to discover hiking trails. What else have you got in store for us?
1: So I do have another hiking app, but a totally different twist on it. Oh, cool. Um, so it's called, I really don't know how you say it, Karen, I guess, uh, it's K-A-I-R-N. Mm-hmm so Karen is how I'm saying it. So make it so, Excellent, you know. <laughs> um, this is all about safety. So if you are, you know, worried about not having coverage, if you're worried about, uh, th- their tagline is find cell coverage in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're worried as a, as a woman, sometimes, you know, you do worry about those things. Um, and if you're, or if you're worried about, you know, Hey, I don't know if I'm going to, you know, come out of this alive. If there are bears or if there are whatever. Sure. (laughs) Like any kind of safety concern. Um, this app is for you. So it's a call. It's at KarenMe.com and it's all about staying safe. So before you get out of coverage. So before you like go, um, onto the trail, uh, then you tell it where you're going. You um, tell it where, who your safety contacts are. So you set up safety contacts Mm -hmm. and what it does is it sends um, them an alert to say, Hey, I'm going out on this trail. And then when you get back, it will send them an alert that you've gotten back. So if you go for, you know, if your friends know that you've, that you typically go out for an hour or for four hours or whatever the time period is, they would know that if they don't hear back from the app in six hours there's probably something wrong. Let's send a search party out for you. Um, so it's it's all about you know just making sure that you have um, a th- that you're not going to be left out there to die. Yeah,
0: you have you, <laughs> that you have a, that you have so, a safety net there. Yeah, this is yes. this is definitely something. I think.
1: I think- I was just going to say, I think Safety Net is probably a less dire and less <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> way of putting well, it. Well, I mean,
0: you know, it's, it's all in the marketing. Uh, no, right. I, I, I agree that that's an excellent app and that it, anything that takes the work away from the stuff that you you should do in order to be safe is great because I worry – I, I agree entirely that, that it's the responsible and safe thing to do to alert people when you're going to go on a hike, especially if it's going to be a long hike and you know you're not going to yes. necessarily have, uh, that cell phone coverage. Uh, let's say that, um, like if I wanted to go hiking in Appalachia, then there are plenty of places where I am not going to have any signal whatsoever. I'm going to be too mm-hmm. far away from any cell towers and there are some gorgeous sights to see there, but, uh, you should let people know that you're going and that, you know, give them a general idea of when you would be checking back in and using an app like this would make it a lot uh, more automated. I think that removes a barrier that some people see uh, or, or anticipate, yes. right? Because
1: Yeah, they're like, well, I don't know about that. Or or they're,
0: or they're like, I would go on a hike, but I'm going to have to call people. And then I've got (laughs) to, I got to have this weird, awkward conversation where I'm saying, listen, I'm fine and I'm sure I will be fine. But if I'm not fine, I definitely want you to come look for me. Right. Like that's, that's a weird thing. But if you have it all automated and set up where it's just part of a routine experience of you going to do this hike, It removes that barrier. You have removed that awkward interaction.
1: And a real life example of that is my sister. She has a guide business. She takes backpackers, beginners out um, onto the trails and takes them on their first or second or third, you know, uh, backpacking experience. And uh, it's a wonderful thing that she does but like, I'll get an email from her, or a text from her, and she, she does this every time she goes out on a trip. Hey, uh, we're heading out, uh, to the Appalachian Trails, and we'll be back in three days. <laughs> Wow. You know, No, no, no text coverage or whatever. And so, you know, we get, we get that manual process from her every time she goes out on a hike and that's a great safety thing for her to do. But yeah, if she used that app, not only does it do all of that from a safety perspective, but it actually tracks any coverage that you hit while you're out. So if you, uh, if you you would have to leave it on in this case but it would track where you're picking coverage up mm-hmm. and it flushes out this system again crowdsourcing uh and tracks you know, tracks you but it also tracks where that coverage is going to be for the next person who goes out on that trail
0: oh okay so if your if your pathway does like pass by say a community where there's some cell tower right. service then you're you're moving in and out of the coverage area uh, it actually tracks that in the app itself. That's pretty cool. I like, I like this idea yeah. a lot. Um, I, you know, not just the technology that inspires us to get out there, but the technology that says, Hey, we understand, like, for people who maybe this is a new thing and, uh, and you want to have the experience, but it also can be a little intimidating. Let us take some of that anxiety away and we'll handle that. And you don't need to worry about that so much so that you can concentrate on enjoying your time when you are out there going through the different pathways. Uh, that's awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. Totally. So, um, next up is a nighttime app. Uh, it's not all about the daytime. Uh, this one, this one, I, I don't, I'm not an astronomy geek, but I, I just enjoy looking up at the night, sky, nighttime sky and just getting lost in it. Sure. But there are lots of astronomy geeks out there. So this particular one is recommended by my uh, one of my teammates uh, who is a total astronomy geek. Uh, he's been through all of the apps um, out there that kind of track the night sky and show you what's out there. Um, and he says that Sky Safari 5 Pro is the best Out on the market Um, now because it's a pro, it's forty dollars. So you have to really be an astronomy geek to really want this one. However, the uh, version three is two ninety nine. It's an older version, Mm -hmm. but it's still very good. He says so. um, Basically, it you know you point it up at the sky and it shows you where all the constellations are. Um, It has a red light display option to preserve the night sky, so you're not like looking at this you know like bright screen. Sure. um and then it uses the accelerometer so you can basically just wave the device around and the display matches the part of the sky that you're looking at so it it really kind of tracks everything and shows you uh it's it's really detailed um i don't even know constellation names like i'm terrible at that <laughs> well you could be but... <laughs> like you could say like, like
0: like i can pick out orion that's easy right orion is See, the easiest I, one
1: i don't, i don't I don't even think I can pick out Orion. Like, I know the big and little dipper. Oh,
0: well, Luria, I'll, I'll show you Orion. It's easy. It's easy. <laughs> All you have to do is look for okay. the belt. And once you find the belt, you can see the head and shoulders, and then you know where the club okay. is. It's, it's, it's simple. It's simple. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but beyond that, like beyond Orion and the, the big dipper and the little dipper, uh, then I'm at, that's where I've hit my limit. Uh, and partly it's because I, I also live in a city. You know, I live in Atlanta, and we have a right. lot of light pollution in Atlanta. Um, so, but this is the sort of app I've used these kind of apps too. And I really like them because for one thing, uh, when you are not in those areas, when you're in an area where it's much darker and you're just looking up at the night sky, you're thinking first, you're thinking to yourself, wow, that's gorgeous. And then you're thinking. So in ancient times, people made pictures of these and I'm trying, but, uh, I have no idea how they were orienting everything. Like what was, what was a picture versus like what stars belong to this group versus another group holding up that, that up and seeing the different, uh, uh, designs there and seeing how they relate to one another. It's really cool. And. You can start to learn some really interesting things, especially if you follow space news, right? So let's say, Mm -hmm. let's say you've gone out there, you're outside, it's dark, it's beautiful, you can see the night sky, and you think, where is Proxima Centauri? I may not be able to see it because it's a red dwarf star, so the light is very dim, but I can at least find Alpha Centauri, and I know Proxima Centauri is next to it, and I know that Proxima B is the newest exoplanet identified to be within the Goldilocks zone, and it is only 4.22 light years away. <laughs> I, I,
1: you sound like you know quite a bit. I, there, I
0: did an episode about Proxima B, but <laughs> but it's it's because that that's such cool news to sit there and think this is a planet, potentially a planet within the habitable zone of its host star. It is the closest one we have identified so far. It is about as close, it's as close as it could be because Proxima B is the closest star to Earth apart from the Sun. The Sun is obviously the closest one, but then the next one's Proxima B. And so it, you could not get any closer than that, 4.2 light years away, uh, because we don't have any other stars near us. So you think you could hold the phone up and see where it is in the sky and you could sit there and say, Around that area is a planet that may not be that different from the one I'm on right now, and it gives you a total change Mm -hmm. in your perspective. It's not just news that you've heard about, right? Now it's a thing that you can look up at the sky and you say, that's where it is. There's something really powerful about that.
1: Yeah, it, there is. And this this particular app also tracks satellites in addition to stars. Um so there's I don't know if you've ever seen a satellite go through. It's it's kinda of hard to tell the difference sometimes, but mm-hmm. like that that gives you a whole different perspective as well. Yeah. Like yeah, you, wow, that's a satellite up there. You know tracking? when the internet wow. or the
0: international space station is passing overhead and you're know, yes. like that's there are people on that.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's, that's kind of incredible. Yeah. I, yeah, I love really those kind is. of apps because, uh, you know, it's, it's, I also, while I, I'm an enthusiast, I love to read about space news. I love to talk about space news. If you sat me down, in like a planetarium or we were outside in a very dark uh, uh landscape, I wouldn't be able to identify stars to like I could point out to you which one is obviously Venus I could point out um, where yeah. I could point I could probably point out Polaris uh and then beyond that and you know if the sun's out then I can point at that one but apart from those. <laughs> I start to, my, my,
1: I don't know if I can handle that
0: one. (laughs) My my ability (laughs) drops off pretty steeply after that. So, uh, the nice thing is these apps, these are the kind of apps where it's like having a a scientist with you, right? It's like having an Mm -hmm. expert in that field right there with you. This is the sort of stuff that we all dream the internet would give us back when it was first becoming a public utility. Right. The idea that we would have access to that knowledge. Yeah. And uh, I mean, both both you and I, Luria, we the reason we do what we do, in part, at least, is because we have this deep sense of curiosity and we want to discover. So Mm -hmm. that is I mean, all of these gadgets and apps fall into that. But that's really where uh, the power is for me for something like this.
1: For sure. So, um, that's that one. Now we move on to a gadget that yes, you could take your your laptop with you <laughs> and power it on the go. So we all have battery pack, I'm sure, sure. um hey, <laughs> you know, portable battery that we charge our phones on the go. But I have, have tested all of them on the market. There, there haven't been many, um, over the years that will allow you to charge your computer on the go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just, they, they haven't had, you know, had, it hasn't been able to be condensed into, you know, that little piece of equipment. Sure. Um, so OmniCharge was a Indiegogo project, uh, that, that came out recently and they're about to relaunch into, um, to selling on the website. Uh, and it's been a wonderful one that I've enjoyed using. Now, they had two different versions, a smaller one for like MacBook Airs or smaller computers. Uh, and then if you have a larger computer like a Pro, and sorry, I'm a Mac girl, so I I think of the world in, in terms of Mac computers. I won't hold um. it against
0: you. <laughs> It's fun. <laughs>
1: Thank you. I'm sure some people will. Um, but yeah, so like they have two different versions. So the more power your computer draws, obviously the, the bigger device you need, but, um, it's a wonderful device cause you have it. Um, you have two USB ports, uh, you have a, you know, an actual plug for your computer. Uh, so you don't have to take an adapter. You just take the Regular power cable that you that you use to charge your uh, your laptop, and you take it out. So, like, I'll take it out on a hike to just sit and if I have to get some work done, why not do it in the middle of nature? Yeah, is my th- is my thought at least.
0: <laughs> that's that's fantastic. Yeah, I uh, as as someone who has attended CES numerous times. Oh
1: God, yes. Uh, you,
0: you, the battery pack is an absolute necessity uh, because. You are, I mean, if you're covering the show, you're just going from booth to booth to booth. You have no time. To sit down and plug anything into anything else that's not on your person. Uh,
1: exactly. So,
0: so even though that doesn't quite fall into the category of going out and exploring your world, it is something that I will definitely look into just to preserve my what little sanity I have by the end of CES. Uh, <laughs> I just, I just got confirmation that yes, indeed, this will be the ninth time I go to CES this coming year. Oh so, man! Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it's fun because I'm going with a crew that went for the first time last. Last year, they had never been before. They went last year. Fun, yeah. So it means it's kind of like if you were to go to Disneyland with a kid, and you see that you 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 get to experience some of the joy of discovery because to you you're like, I've done this so many times. I
1: gotta go
0: to CES again. Yeah, yeah. It's been. Sorry,
1: now it's C. CT, oh no. CEA is the, the one that
0: holds, is the one that holds it. Yeah, C- but it's officially yeah, CES yeah. now. It used to be the Consumer Electronics Show, but now it's CES and it doesn't stand for anything.
1: <laughs> okay then. <laughs> I, it still stands for Consumer Electronics Show. Yes, in
0: our, hearts, okay. in our hearts, in our hearts. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, this is great. So uh, I, I, I'm one of those people where I, I'm sure we, I'm surprised we haven't talked about it yet, but I do have separation anxiety from my gadgets. Um, <laughs> even when I'm going on a trip where I, I'm trying very hard to kind of not have that all around me, uh, sometimes, uh, I don't do so well doing that. Like I, right. I, I, turns out I snuck a laptop into my, my carry-on that my wife saw when I had to take it out at security or something. <laughs> um, uh, I've been, I've been known to do that on occasion. So, uh, being able to charge on the go and, you know, it's, it's, uh, sometimes it's just necessary. I get it. I mean, maybe you, maybe you're going on a camping trip and you want to, uh, write up your experience and it's just easier. Yes. It's easier to do that on a computer than it is on a phone. You know? I mean.
1: It is. Yeah. It sure you is. You might be vlogging and or
0: something, but you need to type sometimes.
1: You just need to type. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. We don't, <laughs> again,
0: we don't judge. I mean, this is just, this is really, we're just, enabling you at this point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's so true. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fair. It's now, bad. do we have time for a bonus? Yes, let's
0: please. I, I you, you hinted at this when I first called you up that you had a bonus. I am dying to find out what it is.
1: Okay. So the bonus I have for you is completely the opposite of taking our technology on the go. And it's if you just have too much technology. Yeah. Then you can get a detox tour. Um, (laughs) there's, there's, there are these detox, um, digital detox tours or, uh, resorts, uh, or campgrounds. Like there, there apparently are a few of them, Mm -hmm. uh, where you can pay to sign an agreement that you are not going to touch your gadgets that you are not going to get on Wi-Fi, that you are not going to do anything digital. You are just going to live in the world that surrounds you. Wow. So uh, that exists if you have any interest in that, if you just had too much of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think uh, detox is the perfect name for it because, I mean, I really do suffer from withdrawal when I get into right. a situation. like. Uh, I've gone on several cruises with my wife, and we love going on cruises. But, you know, one of the things about cruises is that eventually you get so far away from the shore that you no longer have any connectivity. And, and by, de- by design, connecting to any kind of Wi-Fi aboard the ship is prohibitively expensive unless you want to pay for another cruise while you're on your cruise. Yes. Uh, so, right. So, so you get to, it goes, it's the same every time, Luria. Same every time. You would laugh at the pathos. That I display, where you know I sit there and I I start getting a little antsy, and my wife's just like, "Just calm down, it's fine." You're, you, and he's like, "But but I'm thinking funny things and I can't tweet them," and she said, like, "No, it's." <laughs> First of all, no one thinks you're funny. It's okay. <laughs> like, oh, no, she's she's good to
1: have good to have grounding there. Yeah, no,
0: she <laughs> she's awesome. She doesn't do that. I, I I joke a lot about my wife, but she she's actually incredibly supportive. Otherwise, I never would have made it as far as I have. But uh, but yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it's one of those experiences. And then once you get past that that uh, initial wall, where you have this feeling like I need to have distractions around me. I need to have a way to express things to a larger audience, or I need to be able to see what's going on. Once you get past that initial uh, uh wall, which is different for everybody, right? Some of us, like me, right. I'm, I'm so in that world all the time. It takes me a little longer to get through it than some other people. But once you do, you really start paying attention more to the people around you, to the experiences you're having, and you can really – kind of just have the moment, right? To 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 experience mm-hmm. the present as opposed to living through it through your technology. I also think of it in ways like, um, I'm sure this has happened to you, where you've gone to some sort of public event, like a concert or something, and you just see a sea of phones being held up and people are looking yes. looking at what is happening through the lens of their phone. Rather than just having the moment to experience it right then and there. And, and I get it that you want to preserve that. I understand that desire, but it does end up meaning that you're paying more attention to a representation of what is happening as opposed right. to what is happening.
1: Well, and I, I experience that all the time because of what I do. I, I do a daily tech show, you know, tech and lifestyle show, and I am constantly recording my experiences for my audience or I'm um, I I do I do two different live streams every single day plus I do on the go live streams so I'm like constantly live I'm constantly recording I'm constantly sharing and so I've done that for 11 years and you're absolutely right like sometimes I will sit there and think I am not even looking at the thing in front of me like um uh, Virgin CEO um branson thank you richard branson it like, took me a minute too because right right as
0: soon as you said it, i'm like uh, I'm uh, saying, uh, uh, <laughs> uh. I'm like. He, well well like technically this. technically branson's the founder the current ceo is john bayless oh
1: my, my sorry my, my that was my bad okay. i was the one thank who gave you. you the wrong name <laughs> <laughs> i was talking about richard Branson, okay though. <laughs> okay so like richard branson standing right in front of uh-huh. me I'm not even looking at him. I'm looking at my phone yeah. or my camera. <laughs> I uh, private Willie Nelson concert. I'm looking at my camera. <laughs> I'm like why this I experience such amazing things in this world and you know I obviously want to share it but like sometimes it's it's overwhelming uh and I think I just need to Enjoy it. I just need to enjoy it instead of trying to. We have
0: to be fair though. We are in a we're in a position where you know not. It's not just that we have the passion for it, which is clearly a big part of it. But also we have we we have created an obligation on the part of our audiences, right? So so there's not that we're blaming you, audience. We love you. (laughs)
1: We we appreciate that you're there. You,
0: you are the reason we are able to do the things we do. And if you weren't there, then we would be very sad. So we're not blaming right. you. We're just saying that we do feel obligated to you. And so sometimes that means that w- we could use that as an excuse to do behaviors that perhaps weren't uh, the, the most healthy at times. Uh, I, I've heard about a lot of restaurants that have taken on. The the task of uh, there's some like I think there's a couple in Atlanta, actually, where if you go to the restaurant, they say, all right, uh, you either oh, surre- yeah. you surrender your phone when you come in or they do the thing where they say, like, the first person to take out their phone is the one who pays the bill. So right. if, if you if you take out your phone and I sit there and I think, man, I would want to go to dinner with like. Sarah Lane, Sarah Lane, if I could go to dinner with Sarah Lane, I would never pay for food again. Um, because, (laughs) and I love Sarah. Sarah is brilliant. She is a wonderful person, but, but I don't think I've ever seen her like more than a foot away from some sort of device where she's checking on something and she's a busy woman. I get it. Like she's doing business like no other, but, Mm -hmm. but I I would just be like, I could stand a chance against Sarah. Some of these folks, maybe Veronica Belmont too. Uh, I could probably, it might be a little close, cause she's got a lot I don't know, of, I
1: think she has the power to, to stay away. She's
0: stubborn, right? Like she's... <laughs> yeah. And I love Veronica too. That's not a, that's not <laughs> a judgment. That's, that's me admiring Veronica. Right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there, there's a lot of people in our space, in, uh, in the tech space where every time I've gone to a, a, a dinner with them, the first thing that happens is everyone sits down. The second thing that happens is everyone's phone hits the table. Like that's, yep. that's how it works. So getting away from that once in a while does have a real, um, uh, Appeal to it. And I, I mean, there's, it would depend for me where these digital detox tours would be taking place. Like, if you were telling me, True. so there's one in Fiji. I'm like, sign me up. I will go right now. I will, <laughs> I will stay on the beach. I will not have any electronics near me and I will just experience paradise. Uh, but, yes. if, but if you were like, okay, it's in, um, uh, well, I don't want to pick any place where someone's going to get mad at me, but maybe like <laughs> it's on the ice cap in Greenland. I'm like, well, that's – first of all, I probably wouldn't have any access anyway. But right. I'm pretty sure I would exhaust all forms of entertainment within 30 seconds <laughs> <laughs> unless I went into the secret military base under the ice cap in Greenland, which is crazy. But I talked about that in a different episode. So <laughs> – <laughs> Luria Petrucci, thank you so much for joining me and 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 this is great. I've been wanting to have you on the show for years. It's a real thrill for me. I'm I'm being perfectly honest with that. Please let it's my It's a
1: thrill for me as well. Thank oh, you so much.
0: Let my listeners know where they can find all your stuff cuz you do so much.
1: Oh, I know. Um, so, uh, our, my tech and lifestyle show is geekslife.com and we do a daily live stream where we geek out about different things every single weekday. Uh, so that's at 10 a.m. Pacific every uh, weekday. That's at geekslife.com slash live, or you can get it on facebook.com slash geekslife or you can get it on YouTube. Um, but, uh, so geekslife.live is the easiest place just because it's right there. Um, but, uh, we also, uh, help people start and grow their live streaming shows. So if that's something you're interested in, you can go to livestreamingpros.com. But yeah, tech and lifestyle is, is the, the daily show there. I also have a daily show for live streaming pros. I'm, I'm out there. Constantly, so you can <laughs> find me.
0: <laughs> yeah, the nice thing is that, over the place. nice thing is also that you have a an incredible backlog of tons of different material out there, so people can can see. Like 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 I said, you've been playing an important role in uh talking about just tech in general you've had some great conversations about uh women in tech you 've talked about uh, your the entrepreneur aspect of your job. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are all things that uh if you are out there and you 're thinking, I would love to be able to chase my dream but uh i I just you know I, there's so many obstacles in the way. Trust me, go and look up Luria. And and learn from her. She's got some great great knowledge to impart on all of you guys out there. And uh, if you just you love, so sweet. Let's, uh, I mean I've watched these videos, Lori. I mean I've known you for for a few years, but you know we we're in pretty far off circles. We don't get to hang out very frequently. Right. So so when I follow up and I look at your story, I'm just amazed that uh, that you you have continued to to have that ambition and that drive. And still be a nice person? That's insane, Luria. <laughs> <laughs> so uh,
1: Well, I mean, I wouldn't do it if I didn't love people. So, Yeah, that's, that's, that's
0: true. That's, that's true, yeah. My favorite it, thing about
1: the job is getting to know people.
0: It's great. I'm glad that there are people like you out there to balance out the misanthropes like me. That's really <laughs> valuable. Uh, Luria, thank you so much again. And guys, if you yeah. have any suggestions for future episodes of Tech Stuff, Here's what I want you to do. I want you to get on that little email, De La Bob, and I want you to fill out the to form and say techstuff at howstuffworks.com. Send me that email, or you can always drop me a line on Facebook or Twitter. The handle to use is techstuff, HSW. Let me know what topics do you want me to cover? Is there someone you want me to interview or another person you want me to have as a guest host? Any of those sort of things, let me know, and I will talk to you guys again.